Welcome back to the Ramble Room. Thank you for listening. This is Tom Kelly. I'm here with Ken and Diane. And tonight we're going to be talking about all sorts of fun stuff. Particularly, we're going to stay on the topic, I believe, of the Republican Party and some of the divisions we see in it right now. Tom, you were gone for a while. Do you want to tell us where you went? I had seen, like on your Facebook page, you're going on this big long trip, and then I wasn't really sure where you went. Okay, well, um, I was, uh, I flew out to Tennessee. I spent a lot of time in rural Virginia. Um, Gene and I have have made some friends with some people on the other side of the country, and unfortunately, one of uh, them is currently being treated for colon cancer. And um, I have an unfortunate a large amount of experience of caring for people who are undergoing chemotherapy. So this family was new to it. I, um, I flew out there to spend the week with the family as she went through her first infusion of chemo to walk them through the side effects, walk them through the anxiety, basically tell them everything was going to be okay. And also to be there in case I could say, uh, no, that's not normal. Get her to the hospital, that type of thing. So that was it. And they're going through the second, um, the, the second round of chemo this week and I'm staying in touch with them, but uh, I think the initial anxieties are over and everything looks okay. So, you know, friends and family first and now, now back to politics. I, I don't want to completely divert you, but I also saw something where you said that you comforted someone who was suffering from COVID. Uh, well, okay. That was, uh, that's a, that's kind of a side story of it. My, uh, final couple days there, um, this woman has two children. One's a teenager, one's in her 20s. And they started showing symptoms of Omicron, to which I knew what it was instantly because it was around here in Sheridan about a month ago, went through my house. Um, they didn't think that, I, I told them it could be COVID, and they didn't think so because they were fully vaccinated, to which I rolled my eyes at. We know how effective <laughs> those so-called vaccines are. And they even admitted they don't work on Omicron. Well, my last day there, three of them there had fevers and were coughing. And I, I sat with the one who was the sickest and, and talked to her and held her head and she coughed in my face and everything. And I figured, I mean, what, am I going to get exposed? I've been with these people all week. I've been swimming in the virus. I'm either going to get sick or I'm not going to. Not to mention, just for our listeners, you've already had COVID twice. Right? Well, yeah, that's the, the well, that was the whole point. We're talking about the Precisely. so-called vaccines, somebody who's been triple vaccinated versus somebody who has been previously infected. The immune potential. Uh, there you go. She coughed straight up my nose. And uh, I'm eight days later, symptom-free. And Omicron's got like, uh, it's a really fast incubation period, two to four days at the most. So yeah, the vaccine did absolutely nothing to stop Omicron. And, and having caught COVID earlier, I, I didn't get it. Uh, so, And that was also kind of good too, because they were panicked to have somebody on, on the in the house on chemo and then have that virus in there. Yeah. Uh, and, and these are people who did a good job avoiding it for the last two years. And now they have somebody who's like, well, I also have experience with COVID and it's not nearly as scary as the news tells you because nobody here is on their deathbed already as it is. Okay. Back to politics, which is where we were eventually headed. One of the last places you were was in Natrona County. Yes. Yes. The Lincoln dinner. Um, a member of the uh, Natrona County central committee invited my wife and I to come out to the annual Lincoln dinner. Uh, and it was, um, it, let's use the word surprising. Um, first of all, Oh, shall we? Natrona County, uh, is much more populous than Sheridan County. And this is the thing that, I mean, just the city of Casper is twice the population of the entire County of Sheridan. City of Casper, somewhere 56, 57,000. It's it's right around 60,000 now. Exactly. 
So I go to this dinner, which was a, a standard fundraising dinner fee for a Republican event, very similar to when we had the Lincoln, not the Lincoln, the, the Reagan dinner here in Sheridan County. Right. There were roughly 70 to 85 people there, maybe. I couldn't tell exactly, but definitely fewer than 100 at a moderately priced dinner event that was attended by Representative Liz Cheney, by Governor Mark Gordon, and by former Senator Alan Simpson. Wow, as that's, the keynote that's speaker. some heavy iron there. Yeah, we had a, a top leadership in the state was there. and Wait a minute. You use that word leadership and in the state, both phrases are rather loosely. Well, it, Liz Cheney was actually in the state for once instead of in Virginia. Yep. But she didn't know anybody. No. <laughs> well, the, the point Sorry. is that when we had the Reagan dinner here in Sheridan County, there were easily three to four times as many people attending this. And who did they come to see? Do you remember? I know you remember. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I'm forgetting her name. She worked for Trump. Yes, yeah. Just uh, It was somebody that worked in the Trump campaign. So you got somebody that works in the Trump campaign in a county that is much smaller than the Toronto County, brings roughly 300 people to the Reagan Day dinner versus former Senator Alan Simpson, whom I grew up not necessarily idolizing, but certainly appreciating and and having great respect for, and they can't draw a hundred people. Well, I, I think I, I realized what it was when I was there. Um, during his speech, uh, Senator Simpson mentioned something about how the term "rhino" was not a pejorative term. They, they wore this term proudly. They applauded, and then I realized I was, I I, I was at a rhino convention. I, I was in the middle of, of the march of the rhinos in Wyoming, and that's when I understood why there were so few Republicans there, in one of the biggest counties. Um, but the, the thing that's most amazing about it is the attitude, the behavior, the speeches of everyone there, the elitism, they really came across as if they believe they were the heart of the party, they, they, that they don't understand that not only does not most of Wyoming see the state and the country like they do, the, the Republican Party, by and large, is... is they don't represent it, and, and they seemed absolutely oblivious to the fact that they were completely out of touch with most Republicans in the state. I went to an event several months ago in Buffalo, Johnson County, pretty small place. This was just a meeting, getting together some people to talk about a, a tax. I, don't, I didn't make a count, but it was close to 70 or 80 people. All right, so about the same amount of people. Yeah. I guess what I'm seeing from what you're describing is you have, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the term rhinos and dinos, as much as I appreciated Alan Simpson back in the day. The best they could do in Natrona County, which is the second most populous county in Wyoming. Actually, it should be the first most populous county in Wyoming because I don't think that Laramie County and the city of Cheyenne are actually in Wyoming anymore, but that's my own personal take on that what you were saying about rhinos and dinos well i i have deep respect for senator alan simpson so i'm not gonna well sure i'm not gonna call him a dino um but i would say this he was the perfect keynote speaker for the attitude of the republicans that were there because they were stuck in the 1900s 
they were looking at this as if the Democratic Party of 2022 still respects and reveres America. There was much talk about unity, about working together. Uh, uh, of course, it was very anti-Trump. There was a standing ovation for Representative Cheney because you know she stood up for the Constitution. Actually, she didn't. She voted for impeachment with no evidence. That's not standing up for the Constitution. They seemed oblivious to the fact that the state party has literally voted Liz Cheney out of the Republican Party. They don't care. They spoke about Frank. By Frank, you mean Frank E. Thorne, the chairman of the Wyoming Republican Party. Yes, thank you. Thank you for it. He had made that comment uh, that we should pay attention to the fact that Texas is talking about seceding again. I mean, even Senator Ted Cruz had, had said the word secession at one point. And they were deriding him as being some, some out-of-touch goof who wants to secede when half the state is owned by the federal government, when Frank never said he wanted to secede. He, he just talked about the atmosphere of this country has gotten so toxic that we're actually talking about breaking up again. And that's a reality. What they don't seem to understand is this is not the party uh, of Ted Kennedy. This is the party of AOC and Bernie Sanders now. While I'm following you, I just want to make sure that anybody out there listening understands we're switched to the Democrat Party now. Back in, the, we used to have the, what they call blue dog Democrats. You had salt of the earth Democrats who believed that a working man was worth his pay, that sort of a thing. And now the Democrat Party is pretty much indistinguishable from modern communism. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so yeah, the, the Democratic Party that Alan Simpson was talking about unity and working with doesn't exist anymore. That was a party. It was a party of the working man. It was a party of labor. It, it was, uh, and after the, uh, the, the Rainbow Coalition time became the party of minorities and women's rights, you know, obviously the left of center party, but Republicans and Democrats during the time of Alan Simpson all agreed on one thing. America was a good country. They were patriotic. They disagreed on how to make the country a better place sometimes, but they all agreed that it was a capitalism worked and America's freedom was a good thing. Yeah, listen to some of JFK's speeches. Oh, yeah, he'd be a right-wing white oh, supremacist man, yeah. radical now, according to now the Democratic Party. is a party of Ilan Omar, who, who sympathizes openly with al-Qaeda. It's the party of Rashid Tlaib and AOC and Bernie Sanders, people who openly, Cory Bush, openly say... We should defund the police. We should dismantle the, the nuclear family. We should dismantle the capitalist system. And as you would mention, Ken, you could go to Communist Party USA, just look it up on Google, and read through their platform, and it is almost indistinguishable from the modern Democratic Party. And these Republicans at this dinner seem completely oblivious to the fact that the core of the Democratic Party now not that babbling mess that, that Joe Biden gave, you know, last night. Go get him, whatever that was. <laughs> As he talked about funding the police and everything, I have never seen a party give a rebuttal to its own party before. That is a, that is a first. R Rashid Tlaib comes out and, and starts talking about the workers of America. She's talking outright Marxism. And this is the heart of the young people in the Democratic Party. Now, they don't want the country to succeed. They would like to dismantle it. They've openly said this. And the, the so-called- What was it that Obama said when he first came out? He said, we are just 
a little bit of time away. I don't Five remember. Five days the, away. Or yeah, we we're just days funda- away. Fundamentally transforming. Fundamentally transforming America. Right. And Who he, would want to do that to the finest country that ever graced the earth? Well, today's Democratic Party, obviously. And what we have now, the and let's define rhino. We say Republican <laughs> in name only. And unfortunately, it's become synonymous with anybody who disagrees with Trump. Which is yeah. just, it's a terrible definition because by that definition, I'm a rhino sometimes when he wants when he wanted protective tariffs and stuff like that. And that's a bad idea. We're raising taxes. Yeah. We're causing a trade war. Protectionism is a bad idea. Well, then I'm a rhino because I disagree with Trump. That That's a terrible definition. When we say when I say rhino or Republican in name only, we have somebody who's basically a member of the Democratic light party. It's like, okay, we don't, we don't want to raise taxes as much as the Democrats, so we'll raise it half as much. Okay, Democrats want to increase spending by 10%, so we'll increase spending by 6%. Oh, look, I'm conservative. And, and when we have true conservatives want to do things such as actually cut taxes, actually cut spending, it's the rhinos who step in and say, well, let's just raise taxes a little. Let's just raise spending a little. And we're still going the same direction as the Democratic Party then. Yeah, if you look over the last 60, 80, 100 years, the country politically has moved left. As you alluded to earlier, JFK today would be seen as a right-wing extremist. Uh, that's just how far we've shifted. Yeah, I, I would say that. Um, and the Republican Party itself has got its own split. I mean, the Democratic Party has got the old-school Democrats, People like Joe Manchin, who who went and sat with the Republicans during the State of the Union because he doesn't recognize his own party anymore. And then we have uh, the, the outright socialists. They actually call themselves socialists now. And if again, if you go to the Communist Party USA, they interchangeably use the word communism and socialism because they are the same thing. Putting the word democratic in front of it doesn't change anything. I mean, I tell people this all the time. You want to understand how stupid of a statement democratic socialism is? Tell somebody, well, it's not fascism, it's democratic fascism. And then you could see how what an idiotic <laughs> yeah. statement democratic that is. Democratic just means that a whole bunch of mind-numb robots have agreed. Yeah, and, and, and a democratic system can trample rights as easily as a dictator just by voting and by uh, a majority rule. So is that how Simpson um, was saying that rhino is a good thing? Is that because since we're rhinos, we're able to work with the Democrats? That's what it was, yeah. that the, the, They could compromise. It was really uh, a speech of anti-Trump, because Trump is abrasive. Trump is very much, you're with me or you're against me. And Alan Simpson was very much old school and respective of his colleagues across the aisle. I don't think he would recognize the party himself now. I, I don't know, you know, he, he's been retired for a while. He's still sharp as broken glass when he's talking. He's mm-hmm. funny, he's witty. He's um, he's a great guy. He's he's probably the best senator that Wyoming ever produced. As far as being able to accomplish certain things, the question is, what do we accomplish at this point? Right, and where would he fit in in today's Senate yeah. and with today's Democratic Party? So when you're talking about what they would like to accomplish, they're like, they did talk about unity and they did talk about how you know it's crazy to talk about secession and how the country's not coming apart. It's this bizarro world. It's like they're in a parallel universe where you don't have a completely different lifestyle in places like California and Illinois where they're still under mask mandates and they're still checking for vaccines. 
You think about Liz Cheney. Her dad was elected, and she moved to the Virginia, Washington, D.C. area when she was two years old. Right, and it's been her home ever since. Exactly. It's been her home ever since. She has, frankly, been raised with a silver spoon in her mouth. Her father was the vice president of the United States, one of the most powerful people on earth. Does she have a sense of reality? I think not. Your very example that in one of the most populous counties of Wyoming, they could raise fewer than 100 people to go in and listen to Alan Simpson right? with the governor there, with everybody else that anybody who's everybody in the perceived Republican Party was there except for the new Republican Party. And we talked a little bit about the division. The Republican Party is is devised, is divided. Yes, it is. There are those that think the world goes the way that it has always gone, and those that realize that all bets are off. We're in a new battle now, and we have to put up or shut up. Right. And one of the things I was also thinking about um, was the division. I was getting to this point earlier uh, in the Republican Party. And the Republican Party is definitely not unified right now, but I, I see three factions in the Republican Party currently. I see true conservatives, constitutional, limited government conservatives like Tom Massey, Rand Paul. I see the Trump wing, which is very nationalistic a little bit more right-wing, a little bit more... Populist. Populist, patriotic. Yeah. Uh, a, a, the America First is not always conservative. Thus, we get into things like protectionist tariffs. That's not a conservative move. Correct. Um, and then we have what I saw in Natrona County. The out-of-touch, elitist... Oblivious. And arrogant. Yeah, that that it, is the worst part of it. I, I sit there and... Okay, so when I went to um, the Douglas County Central Committee, when when they, with your help and well, David, that Ivers, was that was the Wyoming State Central Committee, right? right which sorry. happened to be in Douglas. Yes, thank you for that correction. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so the Wyoming State Central Committee, we had representatives from all counties come in. Correct. And based on what I said and what people said about me, based on my principles, decided I was the best person to be superintendent. None of my connections not on how long I'd been in Wyoming or whatever, but based on what I could do. And while I was in there, I saw beer drinking people. I saw people in cowboy hats and cowboy boots. I saw about a third of the people in there open carrying firearms. I walked into this event and it felt like I had walked into an academic conference of professors. When I was in the Natura County Lincoln dinner, as opposed to the Wyoming Central Committee in Douglas, the difference was phenomenal. It was night and day. In Douglas, with the, the state committee, we had people wearing cowboy hats, wearing cowboy boots, bolo ties, blue jeans. Some were dressed up in suits like myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was funny. because I wore one, too. And people were looking at me like, who are you? I <laughs> said, <Yeah. laughs> kind of dressed up. But you mentioned, and this is just a, purely an aside, one-third of the people were open carrying. And of course, uh, yeah, there are other people concealed carrying at that point. I was one of them. 
But when I walked into the event in Natrona County for the Lincoln dinner, it was like I had walked into an academic conference of fellow professors. They were wearing sweaters and jackets, and I didn't see any cowboy hats. I didn't see anyone except for Brent Bien. He was wearing, he was there wearing jeans and boots. Hey, Brent, we'll see you in a week or two. Yeah, I, that was, he, we saw each other, and he's like, oh, thank God, another human being. Um, <laughs> I was the only person in there open carrying a firearm. And the security started playing with their earpieces and they're looking around and everyone's looking all nervous. And I'm like, what am I back in Chicago? What is this? I, it felt like I was not in Wyoming with people drinking white wine and, and, and chatting about their, the theater they had been to. And I, I, it was so foreign from what the state party was, but it gets even worse, Ken, because they were making fun of Frankie Thorne and all those people in Douglas as them being out of touch and them being spiteful because Natrona County refuses to pay dues to the state party. So they had their delegation reduced. They were whining about that as if they were entitled to have all these delegates, even though they don't pay their dues. It, it was absolutely unreal to listen to this. I had a political consultant, I'm not going to name names, come up to me and mention that she has some high profile clients and wanted to talk to me about maybe representing me for running for superintendent. And you should have seen just how affronted she was when I looked around this room. I said, nah, nobody in this room is going to vote for me anyway. <laughs> and she just walked away without even saying goodbye. <laughs> how rude. <laughs> it is amazing the, the difference. And I've, I've had the opportunity of, over the last couple of years to be around the varying crowds that you're talking about. And there are crowds where you walk in and you just feel at home. And there are other crowds where you walk in and think, where are these people from? And that was it. When I walked into the state central committee, hardly knowing anybody, it took literally a matter of minutes before everybody's like, you're one of us. And when I walked into the Lincoln County during Natrona County, ducked my head through the doorway and came in about five minutes late. It was, what are you doing here? That was the feeling. There's one other aspect. You had, within weeks, had a sit-down interview with Governor Mark Gordon. Yes. Describe for us Mark Gordon's reaction to seeing you walk into the room. I don't know because I could never make eye contact with him. Uh, a couple times I tried to get his attention, including when he was walking out. And he appeared not to notice a six foot nine man with long hair carrying a gun. And a leather jacket. <laughs> I did. I, I did have a leather jacket on. They said he had to have a jacket and tie, so I walked in with a tie in my biker jacket. <laughs> so that's why I came walking in carrying a gun in a biker yeah. jacket, ducking through the doorway, and yes, the attitude is basically what is he doing here? Yeah. It and and my point is you've got a room of less than a hundred people. And if you've ever been in the room where Tom walks in Everybody notices. And Gina was with you, correct? Yes, yeah, yeah. My wife is about six feet tall. She kind of looks like Angelina Jolie. She's absolutely gorgeous, so she, she turns is. heads too. She is gorgeous, and when she walks in, people don't pretend not to see her. Exactly. In fact, people talk to her first before they talk yeah. to me, which is usually <laughs> the case. Uh, but I, I'm not going to... That's how I met you, I think. I'm not going to sit here and pretend at all like, you know, the, like the, 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 the governor was purposely... Uh, blowing me off or whatever. He, he may not have noticed. I mean, I, he was right up front by Alan Simpson. 
Um, I, I do find it kind of odd that he didn't see me there or didn't at least want to say hi or something like that. But, you know, other hey. things on his mind. He's running for re-election. Do you think that the re-election thing is why we suddenly have no more mandates in the state with COVID? Oh, the, yeah, that's going on all over the country. That's why, I mean, they got rid of the mask mandate in D.C. right before the State of the Union speech. So that's the way they're going right now with uh, re-election all across the country. You've got the Democratic Party and the rhinos who are suddenly trying to rescind all these COVID mandates because they've been horribly unpopular and completely unsuccessful. So they're trying to roll them back quietly now and pretend like it, it never happened. I, the, the state was in a state of emergency. Everybody knows it. It's, it's one of the worst kept secrets ever that we were in a state of emergency for COVID just so we can get federal money. Yeah. Right. And I see these things going on with the state right now, too. I'm going to be talking with uh, Aaron Gray and Gobi Wyoming tomorrow. And we're going to talk about some of the things such as the um, the state uh, the Wyoming banding together with other states like Utah and New Mexico right now to try and get like an eight billion dollar federal grant for energy. Wow, completely the wrong direction. Let's become more dependent on the federal government. I, I, I don't know what people are thinking. Um, you know, Ed, the Secretary of State, was the only one who spoke at the Natrona County dinner who who spoke against more federal mandates and more federal controls. And it was to stone silence. I was like, I was the only one who clapped in there at that point. I'm like, oh my God, somebody's actually speaking to Wyoming, staying so- sovereign and free from the federal government. And they looked at him like he had two heads. And I'm like, <laughs> how did you become Secretary of State? You don't fit in with this group. <laughs> I'd like him. Yeah. So you mentioned Go BYO. For those of you that are listening, maybe you've never heard of Go BYO, just go to crosscreekmedia.com, click on the little tab there that says Opinions and Podcasts, and scroll down through the list, and you'll find Go BYO. They do a great show. They don't particularly focus a lot on politics, but they do a lot of good things. Aaron Gray's a good guy. I've met him, talked to him, sat down in his studio and I, I know you're going to enjoy it there. Yes, Aaron does a great job. He's got a very eclectic podcast. Anything related to Wyoming, he visits businesses. He goes on site and talks to business owners. He talks politics. He talks sports. Whatever's relevant to Wyoming, Aaron is on it. He gets to talk to Miss Wyoming. Ken seems a little slighted by that. In these trying times, we know you have options on where to get your information. But we appreciate you and stuff. You can check us out on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Catch us online with crosscreekmedia.com for more Ramble Room. 